0: The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. An it's sort of season one.
1: Of is this place haunted? <laughs> is it? I don't know. You need to tell me.
0: <laughs> well, today i I had a kind of two pronged approach for today's episode,
1: right?
0: And I was either going to do Skinwalkers uh-huh. or a deep dive on the darkest pages of Reddit. So they've clicked on the episode and they know that I've gone with the latter. <laughs>
1: See, I'm not really, like I said earlier, I'm not really into the skinwalker stuff. Like, I get it. Like, I like watching some documentaries about it. But I'm just like, meh, who cares?
0: Yeah, I think I would be more interested in it if we were, like, if we were from the area.
1: Oh, probably if we were, like...
0: It's probably, like, our way. imps and fairies and all the Scottish folklore and things like that. That That's interesting to me.
1: Which 100% we need to do more of in series two, by the way. We haven't covered Scotland
0: enough. Mm, absolutely so we will do that so this is our last kind of focused episode and then next week is our finale sinister sessions Bad. and then that's season one i'm gonna be over oh
1: my god well thanks for everyone bearing with us
0: bearing <clears throat> with us you're welcome everyone by
1: the way i've started <laughs> to i know yeah thanks um um i've been listening to true crimes and cocktails or whatever like the upon your recommendation and those women go into so much detail i'm like, like
0: i respect I it them. man
1: i really respect it honestly like they're as good as if you don't appreciate it until you're sort of doing it yourself and you're like fucking hell they must they must have spent hours and hours and hours doing this A hundred, so, not only
0: not only the amount of research but how like well organized they tell it like i, I can do research to the nth degree but it's the organization that i'm like my brain is like
1: so good honestly so i think they're nice
0: they're just nice gals
1: they're nice they are nice they're respectful they're fun like they don't have any sort of bullshit like i love it i'm
0: there i'm on their patreon so i'm a patron of theirs and for for patrons they do a monthly boozy brunch so Mm. everyone joins in so i've i've had a few a few phone calls with lauren and Christy. no biggie yeah. um so I've told them a few I... stories did you have you, have you spoken yeah I can send it? you I can send you the video I've got it on the screenshot um I told them about like ghosts at work that had, had happened because they like scary stuff and um the second time I met them because like we're just besties now uh, the second time I met them I, I got them to shout at my friend Rachel because she's getting married and they were and Rachel was the one who introduced me to true cocktails she was like, I amazing. think you like this podcast. And the next time I see her, she was like, oh, did you like it? And I was like, Lauren, I finished it and I'm on Patreon. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Um, honestly, I'm loving it. I listened to, just now, I was listening to, well, I listened to Jill Dando 1, which I'm always, mm. like, so
0: sad about so that. Sad, like, sad,
1: yeah. You know, as a 90s, so I was going to say 90s baby, I wish. As an 80s baby, I grew up in the 90s as an, a conscious child. And obviously, when Jill Dando was killed, it's amazing how that how shocking that would be today oh, so i can imagine what it must have been like for people who were like adults in the 90s that had to do you know what i mean It was so shocking and, and it's then,
0: never it's never been solved it's still
1: yeah it's like totally open ended, pretty much and then um the i listened to their lorraine warren and ed warren episode and i have to say they put my episode to shame for Amityville because they went into so much more detail and i was like probably. like also they do
0: did you listen to the part where they do mention that like i don't think ed necessarily was the nicest egg yeah they said there was a bit of, a
1: bit of domestic
0: abuse or something there domestic Which I abuse, had a 15 year old girlfriend what day. yeah i've not got that
1: far i'm like three quarters in or something
0: yeah, so. yes. me and my friends were talking last night about um because i was saying do you remember when we were young when we were like 13 or whatever, and an 18-year-old guy would be speaking to you and you'd be like, Oh my god, he's so cool," And now yes. I'm like, that is fucking weird.
1: That is weird. Like so weird.
0: Incredibly weird. And then one of my friends said that when she had been 14 twi- she'd been going out with a 26 year old.
1: <gasps> my dad was break my dad would break his legs.
0: Hundred percent And my dad
1: doesn't even care that much.
0: <laughs> like- I even- it's just like that guy, like, I was like, arrest him!
1: I had a lot of friends at school, actually. Um, who, Everyone knows who,
0: someone that's in that boat. That, that's terrifying. Part. Well,
1: my school was filled to the brim with that kind of shit, by the way. There would be girls that was getting pregnant and whatever, and honestly, it was like, you'd find out their boyfriends were, like, in their fucking 20s. You're just like, what? Why is this legal? It's not. <laughs> like, I, br- I
0: didn't need to go under Reddit to get these horror stories.
1: Oh, well, tell me about it. Just
0: but yeah, so. Well, will like, we go into the episode? Are we ready? Yes.
1: Can
0: I? Can I do one little shout out to Bravo though? Of, oh my god! Of course. That, oh, this yeah. is a good opportunity to say: for season two, we will have Patreon. So if you are missing uh-huh. the kind of like Bravo General chat, there's going to be loads of extras. So you can be a patron and get all of the Bravo. But it's just not fair to people that don't like
1: Bravo. Yeah. Because a, a few of my friends have been like, "I love like the content and stuff." Or people that I've spoken to say they love the content, but sometimes the Bravo chat goes on, and if you're not into housewives or Below Deck or whatever, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny though because we got a message from one of our listeners. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Lauren, and they had said no. we had I had shared on our story, and it was like so. It was like podcasters forty minutes into an episode, so let's dive right into it. <laughs> and, she replied saying I, I saw this and thought of your podcast and then i realized it was you guys who shared it and she's oh like my God. But i love the chat at the start and i was like oh somebody likes some it
1: people, <laughs> some people, i mean a lot of people do like it if you like because we've got like a lot of women listeners I'm, I'm assuming and like they're always like like we've had a few comments like that like oh we love the bravo chat because we love it
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but we'll be there it we'll, will be
0: available if you want it for season two yeah
1: i think i think we're gonna have more dedicated episodes to bravo i, I mean i mean if it, my ideal world would be that we have a ghost podcast and a housewife pro- podcast, like dedicated to that. Like I would, I would
0: love that. Be a dream. Or oh, in dreams, can come true. Then let's make it come true. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. I'll, I will go on. <gasps> oh my god! Um, quickly, do you know about the Delphi murders? Do you know how they found the suspect? One hundred percent. Yeah. So what's the latest? Um, that they got this guy Richard Allen, but they're not really. Okay. Trying- any information but um it was actually a red-handed episode that i listened to on it recently there is another suspect who is already in jail for child pornography who was linked to a snapchat account that one of the girls was speaking to and several people had access to this and he was he was 27 and he kept saying would you ever would you fancy my dad he's 45 or things like that same age that Richard Allen would be so there's chat maybe they've worked together because the police are being so shtum with everything and I wonder if it's because there is still a further person to arrest because even when they did the announcement it was very like still give us tips still get in touch if there's anything it wasn't final and they were really clear they were like he is presumed innocent until proven guilty so yeah wild (laughs)
1: that all dead sus as well because the guy that's been arrested for it as well i mean he's local people know him like yeah. you know what i mean you're like surely someone saw those pictures from like fucking 20 minutes down the road from where the, the actual murders happened you're like somebody must have known it was him i don't
0: think like, it, it looks anything like the whole
1: i don't think i think it's more like a younger guy for
0: sure mm-hmm. um <laughs> but, so yeah um what was it what was my point of telling you this there was a point in me telling you about the delphi murders so we're talking about something anyway yeah so yeah the, the, i wonder if there's been more than one it's just there's no evidence whatsoever out there I just, like okay. that we don't know what's happened and we don't even know how they died there must be a reason they're keeping it all close to their chest but, but. i, I think that
1: as well that there wasn't any kind of like there's not been any um it was the same with some, another I watched this um you know about the so murders recently you know the those poor wee girls it's wi- wild to think right in the 90s um and the 90s and that how many children like do you know there was like a huge period where it just felt like there was kids going missing every week and getting murdered do you remember that it was mm-hmm. mental mm-hmm. um so there must be I think it's probably because they're children they'll just keep understanding which they should do I mean it's absolutely respectful to the families and everything like that but um, I hope they get justice for these me girls. too that's
0: all all I want is justice for the girls but um now you're talking about it I remember when I was in primary one so but this must have been what, 1998 um I can remember police coming in and having a chat with us about safety and they were like did not get in someone's car and we'd had a letter sent home like saying there has been an attempted abduction kind of thing mm. like and you yeah. mm mm-hmm. tiny wee town that they'd came up to a wee wee boy or a wee girl in their car and asked them to get into it we're driving around yeah there was
1: all i mean there was always rumors like that in our school
0: like the the police sent a letter home to So it's so
1: like proper that's wild i mean in west lothian the biggest thing when we were at school was um i remember the you know the guy that killed it just so happens I know the guy's cousin. and um, remember the guy that was he was called the vampire murderer? Because he said he was like he basically said that he killed because he watched Village of the Damned or some shit like that with Alaya. Okay. No, Queen of the Damned. And oh God rest her soul as well. Fabulous mm-hmm. artist. And um yeah, he killed someone locally and then buried them in the woods. But he basically tries to do the like the whole insanity thing by saying it was because he was like, you know, like obsessed with vampires and shit like that and it it, it was I don't think it was. It was like just a dodgy drug dealer or something like that. But, but anyway,
0: ridiculous. that was the <sighs> What scares anyway, me more? What scares me more? Ghosts or people? Probably people. Honestly,
1: one hundred percent people. Like, like I said recently, like I live above a funeral parlor. But like the scariest thing for me, if I hear a noise downstairs, is not that I think there's a ghost. It's like I think somebody could the be comparison. a person. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Literally. Think,
1: and I'm like, no, get the baseball bag, get like a shoe, whatever,
0: <laughs> um, them out. Let's just kill them, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's just
0: become it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I have loads of Reddit stories, so you might need to like tell me to rein it in. But I read them all right. last night and I've got them all saved. So yeah, for this week, I decided to just go a bit rogue and go on like Reddit because even if these stories aren't real, they just always freak me out. Because Uh they feel more real because they're written by, you know, like actual people. I don't know if that's the right way to word it. So somebody that I had pinned a a post about had um, spoken about living in a haunted evil house three years ago. Mm -hmm. And said, I don't have time to get into everything right now, but it was super bad. Eventually people bought it from me because they wanted it because it's haunted and did a paranormal investigation before they made an offer, and they used it as a haunted Airbnb until the city made them stop. So this is from MBE Dink 007. Mm-hmm. So somebody replied to them being like, what's your address? And then she was like, I'm not really comfortable sharing my address on Reddit. Sensible, oh. sensible. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is, this is their story. Okay, are we ready? Maybe I should insert spooky music here. It became an absolutely horrible house to live in. We ignored so much because things were always happening. We felt like if we ignored it, it might go away. I was seriously thinking I had something wrong with my brain. I kept hearing people talking from behind me, right behind me. It's easier to believe you have a brain tumour than to believe all this is really happening. I didn't tell anyone about this because I was afraid I would be hospitalised. I was a single mum of teenagers and also had my mid-90s grandmother move in so I could take care of her. Plus, I need to work to pay bills. No time for a hospital. We lived in that house for five years. Things happened, but we learned to live with them and not make a big deal about it. Doors we knew we shouldn't shut, we left open. To stop the craziness of the doors were closed. Did that sentence make sense to you?
1: To stop the craziness, the doors were closed. But...
0: Doors we we knew we shouldn't shut we left open to stop the craziness of the doors were closed.
1: Okay, so she closed doors.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True horror is the grammar. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The lights constantly turned on and off. Flickered. Would go back and forth between bright and dim. I had at least Mm -hmm. three electricians check everything. There was no problem with wiring. I had people come test for radon, carbon monoxide, moulds or anything that can cause hallucinations. None of that was the issue either. It got so bad that I put an extra mattress on the living room floor because I was scared of my room. I told my daughters that they're welcome to sleep in my camping spot. I thought since I wasn't in my room, it would be better. And one of my daughters was with me. But it wasn't. It seemed like it knew it had more power because it was made a camping spot in the living room. I'm so beyond happy that the police heard the ghost too. I called 911 when we we heard him yelling and stomping around. We were definitely used to hearing him stomp but not a loud voice and it sounded like a human man upstairs. There's a, a, a police report that an adult male voice responded to them from the upstairs hall, hallway and knowing that multiple officers heard it, the canine unit was called in. The dog couldn't find anything. That was the best validation I could have wild yeah. this is another one from aurora3112 so she said when i was a kid we used to have things like house keys etc go missing and they would be gone for weeks at a time one day we would get back home and they would be right there in the middle of the kitchen table house alarms would go off even when it wasn't set the alarm was serviced and checked every year it only went off in the dead of night and never during the day. We would hear a male voice call our names. My parents were divorced and it was just my mother and me, but this happened in front of family members and guests who were just as confused as they were scared. Scratching, dragging and banging noises were heard coming from the internal walls of the house. Pest control came out multiple times and found nothing, no entry or exit points for mice, birds, etc. to get in and out of. Many more things happened as a kid and growing up. But when I moved out, it got weirder again. I moved out to my own place. I would see things move in my peripheral vision. But this time, I would also see flashes of bright blue light, like electricity. and It would be on the coffee table, somewhere where there was no electricity. Soon, I turned to look, and it was gone. And then it got worse with an ex of mine, and we had a dog. One night, we argued super badly, and I had to leave to work my night shift. When I got on my break, I had multiple missed calls and messages from him. I called him back and he was screaming. Something slammed the bedroom door in my face. This is impossible because the door drags on the carpet so you physically cannot slam the door. No matter how forceful your push was, it would never slam. He explained that he heard something moving around in the little bedroom and even my dog looked around at the room and then back at him. They both got up to look and the door was suddenly slammed shut in his face while it shook like someone was on the other side but he knew no one else was in the house but him and my dog my dog was going crazy snarling at the door he was ex-army so he has seen some stuff in there but this absolutely terrified him he was shaking crying uncontrollably he got my dog and they stayed with a friend for that night i came home checked the door in the room and found nothing out of place and again you can't slam this door but we broke up not long after this incident My last ex would tell me he would wake up at half two in the morning in the master bedroom feeling like he was being watched. It was so bad he would sleep in the living room or little bedroom if I was working nights because it was too uncomfortable. My dog has woke him up growling at someone in the corner of the room. My dog has chased something around the coffee table and down the stairs to the front door. Again, my dog is never aggressive, but then this would happen. He would snarl and growl. Every single member of my family has had strange things happen to them. Like my grand, many years ago, before I was born, my uncle, her son, would sneak up behind her to scare her. She was in the kitchen washing dishes when she felt him standing behind her. She spun around to catch him and no one was there. My aunt as a teen felt someone put their hands on her shoulders as she walked through the passage to the living room and no one was there. <clears throat> my mother was also witness to many things that happened in the house and she admitted that she was scared at some points. We were brought up to believe it was deceased loved ones, just checking up on us, and we shouldn't be afraid. My father also had experiences. As a kid, he was staying at his grandparent's house and sleeping on the sofa in the living room when he heard the front door open and footsteps coming down the hall to the living room. He didn't see anything, but he definitely heard the footsteps pass him on the sofa. They continued into the kitchen and out the back door. It was the middle of the night and in the 1950s, and everyone was in bed asleep. He told his grandma the next day and she said, oh, it's just the ghost son. He won't hurt you. He's just going on his merry way.
1: Fucking hell. Mm.
0: Cash. She's like, oh, um, it's just the ghost honey.
1: just the ghost babes. Do you know, actually I forgot about this and Adele brought this up recently actually um, when we were talking about an episode. Um, you know, when we were going out one night or we must have been going somewhere that day like me and Adele and for the life of me, I could not find my car keys anywhere like searched everywhere, flipped everything up, blah, blah, blah. This was in the the, ha- the, the haunted Greyfriars flat. And I looked under the bed, I looked around the house, blah, blah, and then went away for a bit, came back, and then literally they turned up like either like on the bed or like next to my bed or whatever. And I swear to God that I turned up everything. Stuff like that used to happen all the time.
0: in my... Um in my house that I think I've spoken to about, about spoken about in the podcast where weird things happen that would happen to me all the time
1: like why like don't be so unhelpful
0: <laughs> like- <laughs> if anything you should help me find my keys <laughs> I don't know
1: what you would float them towards my hand thank you
0: right I've got another Reddit deep dive so somebody's asked on Reddit what is the scariest ghost encounter you've had And this guy's replied. So this is CRK Fiend. And they said, I lived in military housing in upstate New York. Oh, back to New York after last week. We had a number of paranormal events occur, but one scared the shit out of me. My wife and I were both asleep one night and we're both awakened by boots walking down our hallway. We walked (laughs) past my bedroom and I heard my bathroom door open. A person walk into my bathroom and then the steps fell silent. Now my bathroom and my bedroom were at the end of the hallway and due to some shoddy builders, the door from the bathroom opened towards my bedroom and the bedroom door opened towards the bathroom. So every night we had to shut the bathroom door just so we could use our bedroom door. Anyways, I slowly got up and opened my bedroom door only to have it hit the bathroom door and the door was cracked open about six inches. I was able to push the bathroom door out of the way and no one was in the house. Interesting to note that my wife and I believe the haunting was the ghost hazing me for being the new soldier around. I was fucked with dozens of times. Sometimes the hauntings were plain comical. I liked to fuck with my thermostat a lot. In the middle of summer, my heat would kick on and my thermostat would be moved to 90. I would get up and change it and I'd sit down and the heat would immediately come back on. I'd go check the thermostat and it'd be moved back to 90. The thermostat had a physical nub that needed to be moved. Nub. What a great word. And required a decent amount of pressure to change. It was not broken or defective at all. I went on deployment. My wife was never haunted. And then when I returned from war, it never bothered us again. Some of the hauntings felt light hearted and a few were creepy. We had a number of times that cabinets would open or close and sometimes we'd hear the sound of dishes breaking or hitting each other but never actually had any broken dishes. But one of the rooms in our house just put out bad vibes. I would walk into the room and just feel uncomfortable. My wife experienced it as, as well. When I re- returned from deployment, I never felt those vibes again.
1: Interesting. Oh, by the way, I'd be actually fuming if somebody put the thermostat up when I was sleeping. Like, You're it's like, actually- cost 11
0: here, Francis, babe.
1: Oh, well, that and also I'm a, like I do not like being hot when I sleep. Like, no, thank you.
0: Oh, oh no, I know. I remember. I always remember when my mum and dad were on holiday, and my sister and I were like, it must have been winter, and we were like, oh my god, let's get cozy and put the heating on, and we both fell asleep, and we woke up in the morning like, like oh. sweating because it'd been on all night, and we were like, oops. <laughs>
1: Hate when i do that i hate like a couple of times but um in the past i've left the heating on here through the night and i have actually woke up raging about
0: I, it like. i wake up and i like look like the mummy and i'm like
1: <laughs> it's so funny when i went to i think we recorded one of my episodes when me and my mate were in um where were we again spain or some shit and um she was literally like after we left like the country she was like i think next time we should go
0: somewhere colder so you're fine <laughs> like, so,
1: <laughs> literally no, go though,
0: again. <laughs> do not have like no air con and stuff i would die i would actually die i would die as well that's the thing anyway, about here sorry. because it's like quite a temperate climate like most houses don't have central heating i've got one here yeah flat
1: so like yeah that's cool well here it's fucking freezing tonight actually in scotland mm-hmm. no actually it's not it's mild tonight
0: i'm quite looking forward to being cold again
1: <laughs> oh i love it i love it. i'm just built for scotland eh? yeah yeah
0: okay <clears throat> another one i've had a lot of experiences throughout the years of living in my haunted house these are the ones that scared me the most you get why i chose this one Okay, the first one this happened to me when i was around 14 and i'm almost 22 now i was sitting alone in my room at night and i was on snapchat just responding to streaks taking random pictures of my basically my bedroom doorway My room was dark and I was looking like crap, but my whole light was on. So I was just taking pictures of the doorway so it wouldn't be a black screen for my streaks. That is the most millennial thing I've heard. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's stupid, but I was 14. So all of these pictures were coming out normal and then one of them wouldn't take and it just kept going in and out of focus. When it finally took, there was a black shadow figure peeking in at me from my doorway typing this I'm getting chills because it terrified me so much I'll try to attach the picture otherwise message me and I'll send it keep in mind it's out of focus but you can clearly make out the figure so if she has posted it or if I get it guys I'll put it on her insta okay her second story oh I don't want to assume pronouns I said her Um, anyway so this next one happened shortly after that one. It was kind of a dark time in our lives in the household and the death—the activity def- definitely fed off of that and it increased. I was home alone and in the shower. I was getting close to getting out, just rinsing off, when my back started to burn so bad. It felt like the water had turned all the way up and was scalding my skin, but only on my back, not my arms or legs. I panicked and jumped out and when I looked in the mirror I had three huge scratches down my back. I have a picture of these as well but it's been so long I'm not sure if I could find it. The third one, this last one, happened much more recently. Probably a year or two ago my girlfriend who lives with me and I were in the kitchen getting a late night snack. When I say late night I mean probably close to 2 or 3 a.m. We both have lived here and experienced so much that after a while, you just kind of start to pick up on the bad vibes. It's hard for me to explain, but when you have a paranormal experience and the hair on your arms and neck stands up, you get cold and you get an eerie feeling. And it's a memorable feeling. After that happens so many times, you can just kind of recognize it. So my girlfriend and I were in the kitchen and we both just got that vibe. We were spooked and trying to get our stuff and get out of the kitchen and go upstairs as quick as we can because we knew something was about to happen. Right as we were leaving the kitchen and kind of passing the basement stairs, this loud, deep, guttural growl came from the basement. We both ran as fast as we could back upstairs. I say these experiences are some of the serious the scariest experiences in my home because they've been the darkest. However, I want to stress that at least 90% of our experiences in this home were not dark or violent. I don't fear for my safety or anyone in the home and if we did, I would act immediately. Me, myself and my family have kind of been through it with paranormal stuff and we don't play around with it. Casual?
1: Casual as, by the way, I'm like, well, I am. I'm quite fortunate that I've never had any like Markings and stuff. Remember, year maybe years ago. Remember my first episode or first or second episode when I was talking about my mate. Sorry,
0: years and years ago.
1: Years and years. It feels like years ago. Um, you know, like my mate that had that haunted flat that was like used to go out with my best friend. Mm-hmm. Or not not haunted flat. It was like a yeah. rental house. And stuff.
0: The one with, um, the, with the ghost Bobby.
1: <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> woke up with scratches quite a few oh. times actually.
0: Oh my god
1: so bad honestly he would have them on his arms and shit like that it was like really really shocking like honestly but i'm fortunate enough to not have cruel ghosts cutting about the place (laughs) literally
0: so yeah i've got another story and it's the topic was in the spirit of halloween paranormal or not what is the scariest creepiest or most unsettling experience of your whole life so went down this rabbit hole so this is from yb love at
1: lovely
0: when i was around 16 my rapidly growing family finally moved from the house i'd spent my Mm. entire life in as you would expect we spent a lot of time fondly remembering things we used to do in the house as we were packing everything up at some point i decided to go into the downstairs closet with a flashlight and read something i had used to do when i was younger just to get some peace and quiet what a vibe vibe this is one of the deep closets that goes under the stairs. It went back around eight feet and left, then tur- had a left turn into a very low, maybe three foot high space. This is already sitting creepy, dude. Mm-hmm. This space was largely occupied by a mountain of old blankets and stuffed animals. And of course, this was <gasps> the most fluffy spot to sit and read. And after about an hour in, I shift a little to get comfortable and I hear a low, slow, warped, hoarse voice say you always make me happy oh i flipped my shit hit my head on the low ceiling and practically broke the door down getting out after hyperventilating and explaining to my family why there was no color left on my face i went back to see what it was it was my stuffed little bear from when i was three or four year olds so i just happened to lean on the right spot this poor bear hadn't played since i was a toddler and with the last of its power it used its dying breath to tell me i made it happy (laughs) oh i remember that from last last night when i read it i listen not paranormal but i would have hit the roof oh so would i I (laughs) flown away okay When I was about seven or eight years old, my... Oh, this is from Thug Nasty Anal. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The second half of this is uh, taking a turn. When I was about seven or eight years old, my family rented a house close to the beach for a week. The drive wasn't very long, but as an eight-year-old, by the time we got there, I really had to feed the porcelain stallion a brown bone. (laughs) (laughs) pull into the driveway and are met by a middle-aged woman who owned the house and showed us the place and told us about the town and what to do etc my first instinct is to find the bathroom so I ask and she tells me it's on the second floor on the right of the kitchen I go inside and open the bathroom door to an older guy just standing there looking at me I kind of duck my head down and say sorry then went back outside And they noticed I was pretty fast and I told them there's someone in the bathroom already that's when it got weird the lady looked at me confused and said there's no one else in the house <gasps> I explained that I definitely saw someone in that bathroom after searching the house we find no evidence of anyone else being there after a while the lady told us her dad owned the house and lived there and recently passed away well terrifying
1: I thought there was going to be more to that for some reason there I? It-, it,
0: ended, it ended a bit abruptly didn't it <laughs>
1: I was like, uh-huh, yes. that's <laughs> cliffhanger.
0: Okay, this one is, um... oh, this one looks like it's going to be creepy. <gasps> I think it's, um... I think it's going to be creepy in a non-paranormal way if I'm remembering it correctly. Um, so this is the story of how a creepy encounter with a scary man at Harbour Cafe saved me from something even more terrifying. It was in the autumn of 1994 and I was 19 years old. At the time, my dad had been working for almost six months abroad and I was planning a surprise visit. My dad and I have always been close, but I am an only child and my mother died of cancer when I was still a baby. So it's just my dad and I really a tiny little family, but he made up for it by being the most awesome parent ever. Now that I wasn't a little kid anymore, I appreciated that more and more. And I booked the ticket and was ready to go. It was going to be so much fun to surprise him with a visit. I had to take the ferry, though, and I had just gotten my driving license and felt really unhappy about having to drive my little car on board the ferry and decided not to bring the car at all. Just rent once I got there. Having time to spend, I decided to have coffee at a nearby cafe since I was early and they hadn't started letting people onto the ferry just yet. At the cafe, there were loads of truck drivers and I soon realized there was only women there. One Mm. man, a 40-ish year old bloke with ice blue eyes and tattoos all over him was eyeing me from across the room. Something about him made my skin crawl. I got up to leave, feeling suddenly very uncomfortable. And to my utter horror, he followed me. (gasps) What do I do now? I asked myself. This was before anyone owned a cell phone. So I decided to try and look busy. Maybe he would leave me alone. I pulled out my ticket, tried to make it look like I was reading it carefully, when he suddenly snatched it from my hand and said, I'm on the same boat, I'll have hours of your company then, how lovely. In a voice that was an absurd, absurd combination of jovial flattery and hidden hostility. I felt it very strongly that if I got on the boat with that man, who now knew my booking details, that I would be in grave danger. I can't even explain why the feeling was so overwhelming, but it was. And I decided there and then not to get on the boat. The ticket was cheap, I can get on the next one. I hid in the ladies' room until I knew the ferry had left and then I went to rebook my ticket. The story should end here. A creepy encounter with a stalkerish man, but it doesn't. I was right in the assumption that getting on that ferry would have been unbelievably dangerous. Have you figured out the date yet? The date was September 28, 1994. The name of the ship was MS Estonia. In that cold night, she sank in the Baltic Sea. She took 852 people with her, resulting in the worst very catastrophe to strike sweden to this day i still recall that day with horror with horror and wonder what would have happened to me if this creepy man had not taken an interest in me if i'd not listened to my instinct and gotten on board would i have been a survivor or would my dad have seen my name on the list of lives lost in the baltic sea
1: fucking hell
0: wild isn't it That's, That's kind of wild. reminds me off of like do you know seth mcfarland the guy who like does family guy yeah by the way i really fancy him he's one of my crushes um he was meant to be on the first plane that crashed into the twin towers mm-hmm. yeah. i know you know this but this is what it reminds me of it. and i think he thought the flight was quarter past eight but it was actually a quarter to eight so by the time he went to board it he'd been out the night before he was a bit hungover he'd missed it and they were like you're not getting the plane and he was like for god's sake and then it crashed into the twin tower it's fucking awesome. hell isn't that insane Do you think there is like a little bit of like fate in that or do you think that that was just like right place right time i think it's a
1: bit coincidence isn't it really i guess you know uh, lucky i
0: guess Mm. this is another story so this is from loose c l blue 15 i volunteered as an emt in a small village just out of new york city a senior in high school in my first few years of college This night, we were on call for not only our town, but the surrounding two villages who were out of service. One of the villages isn't exactly the best neighbourhood. Now, generally, we always have a police officer on every scene we go to just because they get there faster. This time around, though, in this bordering village, there was a fire on the other side of town and some sort of crime investigation elsewhere. So basically, police resources were stretched pretty thin. A call came in for a 25-year-old male with a facial wound at a private residence with instructions that the patient was in the backyard. We were dispatched and told there was no police available and no advanced life support available, just me and my driver. No, this is standard in most events, but it felt very unnerving for me today. So we get on scene and it was an apartment building with an open yard in the back that we can drive into. My driver pulls into the field and he sees the patient sitting in the shadows as though he was hiding. Something fell off and that feeling prompted me to hit the floodlights and the ambulance, which illuminated most of the yard. The moment the lights came on, we saw five to seven men with tire irons and baseball bats standing in what was one sh- once pitch blackness. My the driver hell? hit it in reverse and we got the hell out of there. I got on the radio and called for immediate assistance. Turns out those guys were planning on jumping us. Stealing <gasps> narcotics from the ambulance and taking the rig for a joyride. Poor planning, really, because we don't carry narcotics in a basic life support ambulance. To this day, I fear what would have happened if we had just walked up to the patient.
1: Jesus Christ, that's dangerous. <clears throat> um. By the way, Lucille Bluth, that that's an iconic character. You know, do you, do you watch Arrested Development? Um, Arrested Development. I haven't oh god you should it's so funny but lucille's like the best it. she's like this old woman and she's so glamorous i love it and hilarious but yeah that's a scary ass story babes
0: super scary um th- these are scarier as well because some of it's real people <laughs> okay I, know. I, know. I am going to read this as the last one okay so this is from final make a username <laughs> it's quite funny
1: you know
0: what say again his his username is fine i'll make a username (laughs) okay cop here i've posted the story before so it may sound familiar i was dispatched to a house at about 1am for a prowler we get there and talk to the residents long story short they saw two people wearing masks one was a jason style hockey mask can't remember the other and it was in the yard across the street this was like two weeks past halloween so it seemed believable We check the area. We don't see anything. It's worth noting the residents didn't seem drunk or high or crazy at all. A few times you'll get a similar call and get there to find out the resident is strung out on meth and they're seeing things. However, back to the story. An hour later, we get called back again. This time we have our dispatcher on the phone with them while we're in the surrounding area. We, about five of us, are in a perfect position. Dispatch tells us they can see the prowlers in the next yard. We start to move in. Dispatch says the residents who saw the, troop, the two prowlers wave and move into the shed. Guess where I am? <gasps> Next to the shed. Fucking hell. I give verbal commands, bang on the door and nothing. Fine, fuck it. I'll come in after you. Kick the doors open and it's empty. So I go to check for a trap door. Nothing. It's raised about four inches. Oh, I just lost it. <laughs> uh, it's raised about four inches so there isn't even a possibility of a door leading out that we couldn't see again we check the area and we find nothing Talked to the residents they said as i was moving in in the shed the two put their finger to the lips giving the shh sign and waved <gasps> they oh moved into the shed as i was next to it we went over every possibility trying to come up with an explanation if the caller was just fucking with us, they had no prior history of it. I'm not much of a believer in paranormal stuff, but I can appreciate a situation where I cannot logically explain what just happened. <gasps> fucking
1: hell, that's that's so scary.
0: I think I ended on the banger there.
1: Yeah, 100%. I,
0: I could like, there's so many good stories on Reddit that you could just end up down the rabbit hole, which I did. Um, but I just thought it was a nice l- little bit of a change. Yeah, absolutely.
1: There's yeah, and you know what? I actually I'm gonna watch Housewives after this to cheer myself up a bit because I've been watching Unsolved Mysteries for last few oh,
0: years. It's emotionally I mean? taxing.
1: It's emotionally taxing, and you know what? It's a bit frightening as well. Like oh, a couple I of don't. episodes, I was like, oh God! I was telling you last night, I watched that French one oh. and uh, family, and I'm just and where like, is oh. he? where is that fucking guy
0: where is i watched Uh, the one we spoke about last week the one about um abducted kids
1: oh god i I really know what one really
0: got to me both of both of them really got to me um but the one with the doctor the guy whose son was taken from him and he doesn't know where he is and he was like he, he was crying when he was telling the story oh
1: awful awful um yeah I watched the one about the kids that got abdu- like abducted from the park you know the, oh like, the, yeah was at the, the Bronx I can't remember but oh the mothers were crying there and I just thought fucking hell her son would be like 30 odd years old now same age as my brother
0: oh do you know what do you find like and I know that this is a bit rich coming from a paranormal podcast but do you find that when you like absorb a lot of material that's darker that you feel like sometimes you're welcoming in a darker vibe
1: yeah I think we've said that before haven't we because we've been doing the podcast for a while and when we initially started doing it cause we're doing lots of like demon type of things like I felt like there was a lot of vibes around about there, and I felt a bit depressed honest with you.
0: 100% like when I've been watching a lot of ghost adventures and listening to a lot of red-handed or something like that then I feel not myself at all
1: Babes, I told you, when I was, like, when I used to watch Ghost Hunters, like, the ghost adventure story all the time, I started waking up at 3am. No. I told you this.
0: I am like, I'm mean,
1: going to say that, but I'm absolutely scared.
0: Do you know It's um, like um, people who say they watch Demon House by Zach Bagans. have had really sh- weird shit happen at their house.
1: They're 100% willing to not be watching that as much, as I love Zach Bagans for his pure drama. Um, nah. I'm going to, um, but after this, I've been spooked out by a few of those and I've been feeling a bit sh- not shitty just a bit low because of the whole watching too many murder documentaries and dramas and stuff I'm gonna watch fucking Salt Lake Housewives
0: fabulous this week's episode uh,
1: yeah this week's let's talk about it afterwards we-
0: oh you've not watched it yet okay
1: have you watched it I've watched it is it good it's is good is it though I feel like I feel like the, the drama and the humor is not in the series
0: I mean, Jen Shah does say the classic, her fucking on a shelf, fat husband, which is iconic. <laughs> iconic. Uh, is that- uh, I'm not looking at Angie in the nicest light. I don't like her at all. And there's no really resolve for the Heather Whitney sitch.
1: It's because Whitney is so dumb. She doesn't even understand she's in the wrong.
0: She, she does. She is. But seeing this episode does heather do something bad she doesn't do something bad but i think whitney is trying to sort it and heather's just a bit like quick to flip off
1: no can't be doing it then it's sad when you really love a character because you think they're just and smart and everything and then they turn into like i don't know they just know it's, it's for the it's for the show do you know what i mean like yeah. i feel that I, I i felt like whitney was acting up for the show and i also felt like a wee bit like heather's been acting up for the show as well and you're just like mm.
0: that is a anyway.
1: That is repugnant to me, but yeah, thank you for this episode, babes, and thanks for researching. Actually, it's a really nice end to Friday night for me. I'm like proper, like,
0: You're like, okay. go- and then we'll see you guys next week for our final episode, of
1: season one. No, which is what sinister sessions,
0: sinister sessions number
1: three. Thank Christ, because I haven't got an episode for next week yet.
0: <laughs> no, well, you don't need one, but we have stories. <laughs> we do have stories.
1: We do you have stories and I have to say um for episode, for season two I am 100% gonna have like a plan ahead of me of all the different episodes mm. I'm gonna be so so tight
0: I mean we're gonna be in the same country so
1: oh thank god it's gonna make
0: life easier for us
1: thank god I've never been so excited about someone coming home from somewhere
0: oh my god I hope it's for more than just podcasts and for me too
1: <laughs> yes for all the chats honestly yeah
0: for sure can't wait to have sleepovers again Yay! Do you know what I was saying this? I was saying this to my mum and dad. I was like, Oh, I'm quite looking forward to being cold again because it's just so warm here all the time. And they were like, My heart fucking bleeds for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, What a shame.
1: Honestly, it's been blowing a gale, like honestly, the last couple of days here are like oof.
0: I've like bad. pictured like a gale plat in the winter.
1: <laughs> <Totally slow. laughs>
0: She's like, <Yeah>. David! <laughs>
1: snaps babes We're s-
0: yeah. I,
1: love, I love a I love a Corey uh, reference
0: oh my god have you seen um, Ian Beale when he was the drag queen
1: <laughs> I've seen pictures yeah what was that for there's,
0: there's, a, was that- there's a show on ITV where they make people into drag queens
1: I think he looks really good though
0: Same. I respect it um, I, just,
1: like, I, I thought he was a profesh
0: <laughs> I mean he does have profeshies helping him do you know what I mean
1: he does yeah it he like to proper... do that
0: himself uh, yeah. but thank you guys for listening we will see you next week for our final episode of season one give us a follow on instagram at is this place podcast on instagram and if you have a story message us voice note us email us at is this place haunted podcast at gmail.com thanks guys and rate us five
1: stars we will see you next week for the final